Craft Beer Radio, episode 207, on March 12, 2012. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are broadcasting from the deep, dark recesses of daylight savings time in America. Welcome. We Wait, have. We're coming to you from the future. <laughs> we have the brewery. Well, it depends on where you live. We have the brewery spotlight here, and I'm Greg, and that's Jeff. That's an interesting order to do things in. Uh, yeah, we got four beers from the brewery, courtesy of Gary Frank. And, Mega uh, fan, Gary Frank. Yes. Gold chairman class. He flies for free. Um, let's do uh, autumn maple first. Okay. Oh wait. Oh, this is 100% Brett autumn maple. Oh, that's not the regular autumn maple. <laughs> let's not do that one first. Um, maybe we'll have to look. I wanted to save all the sour beers for the next time. So we'll have to see. You have a super pilsner here. You have a. Yeah, let's uh, do the super pills. Okay. Run BMC. This is uh, one of their provisional series beers. Uh, it's one of what they call their few lagers. Um, it's a seven percent release, and borrowed some technology from Breckenridge Brewery, like. It says on there, they're patented if you touch it and it's cold, then it's cold method. <laughs> as well as their gravity-activated pouring. Well, see, it's run BMC, B Bud Miller Coors. See, so they're making a fun at the big boys. Okay. So there are some videos here. There's a Breckenridge, if you touch it and it's cold, then it's cold. Is this a collaboration with Breckenridge? I guess that, oh, I see that they have a video here, and I guess that's like, you know, as opposed to the... Coors Light, you know, where, right. you, where there's a thing on it that tells you if it's cold enough. Right, right. Much more, uh... And their gravity-activated pouring is you pour it, see? Oh, so they're just linking to a couple commercials they liked from Breckenridge. Right. Gravity-activated <laughs> pouring. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, those marketing guys. It Funny. reminds me of a, uh, a fake commercial for Bud Light I saw where um, some guys are juggling around. The guy throws a uh, throws a bottle and it breaks. And he says, "Oh, here, try this one." And it's a plastic bottle. He's like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Yeah." And, and not only does that, it has uh, you know special things on it. Like it'll tell you how cold it is, and also it will tell you how drunk she is. It has a list on the back of you know mm-hmm. places you can go. <laughs> nice. All right. So this beer pours. Uh, Gold, little, little, yeah, golden. Yeah. Just a touch of orange to it, but definitely like gold, gold. Uh, Pilsner type head, white, small bubbles, frothy. A quadruple hopped, cold fermented. Yes, I think the quadruple hopped is to beat the triple hopped. Ah, yes. It's all, it's, it's like, um, you know, like uh, the golden shower from Dogfish, right? I mean, it's just all wordplay, everything on here. Yeah, we've created an imperial pilsner meant for enjoyment on a hot day in your backyard while surrounded by bikini-clad women and professional football players. <laughs> this is one of the Provisions series, which means uh, kind of a one-off that they sell out of the uh, 
out of the brewery and uh, at their provisions store. It has a hoppy aroma to it, but it's not. So I had a, I had a wrong uh, conception coming into this thing where I was thinking quadruple pilsner, you know, or quadruple IPA type pilsner, where you need to think of it more of they're making fun of the marketing. And yeah. it's just one more, because it's not that, it's not, I was expecting this like IP, monster IPA of Pilsner, and it's not there. It's hoppy, but it's not, it's not obscene. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have any of the, I mean, obviously that this is a, this is clearly an all malt brew. This is there's no corn in this, so you're not going to get DMZ. It says really cold on the <laughs> on the label, and it even says on the back of the thing, you know, you'll know uh, what does it says? Best served. Wait, let me see. You'll notice beer is at the right temperature to drink when the bottle is cold to the touch. So yeah, they're definitely having fun with the whole mm-hmm. idea. I'm surprised they could put really cold on the label because it's not always true. And you can't lie on a beer label. I don't think that's one of those things that the FDA is going to be concerned about because no, cold no, doesn't the, doesn't. The, no, the TTB does care. Really, about like that? Yes. Hmm. But but they're they're notoriously. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're notoriously inconsistent. You know, you could pass something through. I'm not getting any sound in my headphones. Make sure they're plugged in tight over there. I'm I'm good on my headphones. Talk. Checking one, two, three. Check one, two, three. Check, check, check. You're gonna get a little bit, but yeah, it's not huh. much. Mine's mine's normal. Sorry. Oh well. Anyway, back to the beer. Run BMC. Hmm. Well, does have that imperial pilsner you know it has a fairly full body for a pilsner it's sweet yes. there's a lot of bitterness and hops so it's quite balanced but it has this sweet um flavor that you really only get from imperial pilsers because it's it's not a sweet malt but it's so much pilsner malt that it starts tasting sweet the best way i can put it is kind of imagine a, a sourdough baguette maybe. yeah that's a good way to put it sourdough type character but with the baguette, you know, the French bread kind of quality that comes from the malts. So that's a good way to put it. Because normally a pilsner that, where you taste this kind of flavor is half of as much. And it's the sweetness doesn't build upon it. So it's kind of a much drier type uh, flavor. Hopping, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, There's a lot of bitterness to it. It really coats your mouth, the bitterness. Yeah, it, it it's... Probably Zots is probably something along those lines. I don't think they'd throw like Cascade into a Pilsner. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it doesn't taste grapefruit or anything like that, too. It has some of the spicy notes. The thing is, when you when you when you do an imperial continental hop thing, the hops start tasting more fruity, you know, than they do when they're used in right. traditional volumes. So yeah, it's really hard to tell what the hop is in this one. But yeah, it's not Cascade. I mean, it's. Probably a blend of several, but yeah, I have no no good guesses. This is quite tasty. So there's a little bit of spiciness to that hop. But altogether, I mean, it's not going to blow your minds out. You're not going to say, whoa, this is an Imperial Pilsner that destroys all Imperial Pilsners. You know, it's sort of created for fun, and, and they're having fun with the, the concept, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they're, they're out to, to make... 
uh, an Imperial Pilsner that will win the hearts and minds of everyone out there who... Yeah, who's... yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, like I said, my, my expectations were slightly off because I saw Brewery, Imperial Pilsner, Quadruple Hopped. And I didn't realize it was one better than Triple Hopped, right? right? I didn't realize it was marketing. I thought it was saying, this is a monster Pilsner. Or, or making fun of marketing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that I, we can I appreciate. It, I thought it meant Monster Pilsner. And yeah. I'm happy it's not a Monster Pilsner. I think it's a very good beer as is. It's, a, it's I think it's a little strong at seven percent to be a true lawnmower beer. Um, it, it's ha- it has some resiny qualities that would make it feel a little sticky on a sticky summer day. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, it's 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 more of something you would want to have with the the grilling that you did afterwards. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit of a of a cold summer night maybe. Um, this would go well, you know, or like you said with a hot dogs and, and burgers that you make on the grill. After you're done cutting the grass, yeah. yeah. Or any bikini model. Yes. <laughs> that was good. Mm-hmm. Any beer news this week? Um, I know you've been really busy. We, we we took a week off. Jess been very busy. Yeah, I've been been quite busy. Uh, Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week's coming up, and we should try to do at least something. Okay. <laughs> uh, Scott invited us to do something at the brewery. We'll see what nights are free, and maybe we'll. I'd love to. He, he said, "You know, come record at the brewery." I'd like to come up with something a little more audience fun, you know. So. I, I know I don't have time to put together like beer trivia night or something or Jeopardy or anything like that, but <laughs> I'd like to do something a little a little more crowd participation-y, so I'm going to be brainstorming some things, see what we can do. I was thinking, mm. I was thinking maybe a... Now, this isn't. This might be, again, just brainstorming because I can see that some shortcomings to this idea, but I was driving home, I'm like, you know, maybe a discussion panel, like local versus not local beer or something like that. Because you, know, you can have a good argument either way. Yes, know. there are good arguments either way. So I was thinking maybe we'll try to do something that way. But you know, who really cares to hear that other than you know the, the biggest geeks? So I don't know if we're going to go with that one or not. But uh, I'd like to come up with something neat and different. I'm thinking back to some of the cool events at Philly Beer Week, but they all take they all take more time and planning than I'm able to do this year. Sure. I'm kind of like sad about this thing. I mean, I've, you know, like four years ago, I'm like, oh, you know, Philly Beer Week was so awesome. You know, I would, I would do all this Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week stuff if I could. And now they're they're doing it this year, and I'm like, kids, job, I I can't do it. And I feel like, oh, it's passing me by. But you know, that's the life I chose. Yes, exactly. You're (laughs) you chose to have kids. It's not. It wasn't. yeah, you can't have it all. It wasn't forced upon you. So, run BMC. Like it's, like they said, it, it was it's a one-time only brew, so whether or not you can get it now is... We're not sure. It's still on their website. But you need to get it at their site in, in California. Let's do this one. This is the... Uh kind of a French name, uh, Acer 
Quercus. I mean, from the looks of it, it might be Latin. Uh, it could be, yeah. Uh, this is a collaboration with the brewery and the Lawson's Finest Liquids in Warren, Vermont. Um, so it's nail brewed with maple syrup, which probably comes from Vermont, or maybe a little bit of both, because, again, Autumn Maple was oh, one of the breweries. That reminds beers. me, I did read something that uh, because of the warm season there, that they had in those areas, mm-hmm. there's not going to be nearly as much maple syrup. Price spike. Oh, yeah. No. You thought gas prices were bad. We should go tap some trees in the back. I don't even, <laughs> probably not sugar maples, but maybe we'll get something out of them. It's a 9% alcohol by volume, available in California and through Lawson's Finest Liquids in Vermont. Uh, smoke their own malt using the wood of the very maple trees that provided the syrup for the beer. So two maple beers in the show. Well, what I thought was, I thought the first one was regular yeah, autumn maple. Yeah, so we'll see, maybe. So we could have done that, yeah. and we could have done this one, which would have been like the big, crazy, collaborated brother of it. But with a Brett one. You know. But yeah, this one's all Brett, so it's not the it's not the boring old plain autumn maple that we thought that, uh, you know, was out. Yeah, how boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this pour is uh, extremely dark with a slight brown... Yeah, it looks like a porter or a really dark brown ale. It doesn't seem to have... Yeah, it's not really... It's not a red or amber. It's definitely a, a brown. Dark, dark brown. It's got a tan mid to small bubbly head. I wouldn't call it rocky or anything like that. The aroma is smoky. It's a fascinating smoky. It's, you know, smoked over maple. You don't... You don't get grains that are smoked over maple very often in a beer. Yeah. So it's not it's not hammy or clovey like you know a Rausch beer. You're really know. strong either. I'm really getting a hard time actually. It's, it, it's, it's mild. I mean, I can smell the smoke pretty strongly, but it, it's not it's not crazy. Um. Some of the aromas are there are, you know, reminiscent of, of a campfire, you know, because if you're sitting around a campfire, you know, odds aren't too bad that there's some maple you're burning on the campfire. Yeah. But it just kind of has, or maybe it has it smells maple volatiles little... in it, and that's really what I'm getting mostly. Oh, really? See, I'm getting the smoke. I've, I'm not getting much besides the smoke. You know, another another way to think of the smoke smell is it smells kind of like your clothes do after you leave the campfire. And like you take them off at night and you smell them, you know that's kind of like the kind of smoke that I'm. What are you doing with your clothes? What are you talking about <laughs> you fondling your sweaters, smelling my clothes. <laughs> I don't know. If you ever have smoky clothes after a bonfire, you notice them when you get home. And I don't know. I'm a Boy Scout, leave me alone. Mm. Nope. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. The smokiness adds some interesting cutting to the maple here, right? It's, um, you you think you're going to get this big kind of maple burst, but instead you get an interesting campfire smoke. Uh, The maple cuts through at the end, 
with a little bit of a push, but it's a darker sweetness than you might expect. This also has oak cubes. It, you know, in the it was aged with oak cubes, so there's not only the maple smoke, the maple syrup, but <laughs> there's other wood character too. It's oaked, and I think that I'm getting some of that towards the end. It's actually it's a little sharp. The what I think I'm what I'm at, man. If I could talk, what I'm attributing to the oak cubes is this kind of astringent, kind of um, acid, acidic finish and maybe a little little sappy or resiny you know sitting on my tongue way late in the aftertaste yeah the more i taste this the more the oak itself is actually bursting through and giving it an almost like you say it's an almost heavy quality um kind of pulling down on all the extra flavors and 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 sort of overriding them with this you know pretty powerful oakiness i'm having a hard time finding Finding the maple, you know, saying distinctly, "Oh, that's what the maple's doing." It, it's kind of, it's it's mixed in there, and it's nothing really obvious to me. Well, I imagine the maple's adding something to the body here, because it's a pretty um, viscous mm-hmm. feel. It's got, it's it's. It's got some sweetness, but yeah, like Jeff said, the the oak is is. It, I, I can't necessarily say whether it's the oak or the smoked maple that's doing it, mm-hmm. but it's a it's very woody. It has a lot of the you know the qualities of wood plus you know the extra chewing on a you know I was talking, chewing on a pine cone. Well, I was talking about how it's kind of sappy and resiny, yeah. right? And the reason you don't smoke over soft woods is because of of that. You know, it would make your food taste all resiny and sappy. And I'm pretty sure maple is considered a soft wood. You normally don't smoke over it. So I would think I was I didn't say this, but I was thinking earlier on if you're going to smoke with maple, you just need just the touch, right? You don't want to do a lot. But I'm wondering if some of what I earlier blamed on the oak cubes is some of that resinous sappiness from, you know, smoked maple maple smoke. The whole thing is starting to come together now that I've had a couple more sips. And not necessarily saying come together in oh it's it's starting to become perfect. What I'm saying is the the flavors are starting to become understandable. And I'm starting to see this kind of maple Maplelish is dark maple, really. This roasted maple flavor mm-hmm. coating around all right. these extra woody parts to it. Uh, the 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 malts are severely overshot by the woody stuff. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having a real hard time picking out the the, the malts here, getting the, the different types of malt. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. It kind of said, you know, let's let's brew a tree beer. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get as much tree into this beer as we can. So they used the sap, they used the smoke, and they used part of a tree. So you know, I can I can see what they wanted to do. It's not nearly as drinkable as is the last beer. It's fascinating, but there are some things that didn't go awesome. You know, it's kind yeah. of like. Uh, it's 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 a little like yeah it's it's okay I get what they're going for and it's it's have a, it's a very interesting quality to it 
Is it, wow, you have to drink this? No. You know, if you see it and and there are other beers you'd rather drink, then, then pick up those other ones. But if you are a smoked beer fiend, yeah. if you really like smoked beers, this is different. This is a new way, new take on smoke for me. I haven't had anything yeah. even close to this. So, I mean, that's that's something going on there. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the perfect package. There's some rough edges in there. And, and for example, Greg and I, we only had, like, three-ounce samples. Yeah. And, and it was enough. We haven't even finished. Both of us are roughly the same stuff we've got about an ounce left. That one calls for a rinse. Mm-hmm. All right, so next is the Trois-Pistoles-Francais, which is... Okay, so they have a Christmas series. They started with um, partridge in a pear tree, then two turtle doves, and three French hens. Two French hens was a uh, Belgian strong dark, uh, 25% aged in oak. And then they have a fully aged version which is what the, the beer we're going to be drinking next, the Trois Poil Francais. Yeah, it says here it was uh, brewed with brewed with grapes and aged in wine barrels. And this is 10.4%. This has tartness to it. Are you sure you want to drink it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, I mean, every other beer that was in there was, I mean, there's, what, three more Brewery beers, and they're all sour or tart or something along those lines. You know, I think that probably the Brett one makes more sense tonight because I think the other ones are all. So there's one they call I forget the names, but one was a sour stout, one was old tart, and yeah. one and then the other one was um, the sour mischief, rye mischief rye something, okay. some so something mischief. It was a special version of mischief. Do you see it on there? I'm, you know, I would if I. Oh, okay. If I yeah. So I mean, of... we're gonna have to. It's not gonna be a perfect line between sour and not sour on these next two shows. So here, I cracked it open. There's no right. going back now. That's right. So like Jeff said, ten percent. It's a two thousand. December two thousand eleven release, limited release. So they acquired an abundance of Syrah grapes from the Santa Ynez Valley. And they were pressed and added to the beer, which is then aged in wine barrels for a year. This doesn't have very much... At least pouring it, it looks pretty still. It didn't give much of a head. Yeah. And, and it looks like I just poured a flat homebrew almost. You know, there's barely bubbles. and uh, it's, it's got a look that's... Kind of, sort of like a darker grape soda, right? It's, uh, there's no purple to it. It looks just like a cola to me. Well, a naturally colored grape soda, I guess okay. you could say. Never heard of such a thing. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> I had a strawberry soda from, what's it called? Uh, what's that beer plate? Or not beer, the... Uh, Jones? It's not Jones. Boylan? Or, uh, Fane... <laughs> they make cheap root beers and stuff like that, but they have a, they have a Fanta. Fanta, yes. Okay. They have a strawberry soda that I had, you know, their cane sugar variety uh-huh. version of, and it was colored this deep 
dark red. And I was like, okay, that's <laughs> that's coloring. <laughs> hey, yeah. All right, yeah. I'd say this looks like a normal cola, Pepsi Coke. Yeah, if, if you hadn't told me I had grapes, and I wouldn't have call, point, pointed mm-hmm. out the slight purplish notes that I'm seeing, but maybe I'm seeing a little bit of it. Somewhat at a disadvantage here because my left nostril is clogged. Okay. So, and I think that's my more sensitive nostril. So, <laughs> it's your good nose. It, it's a mild aroma on this guy, but you're getting so, something that's whiny. I think, you know, that wine barrel's coming through in the nose. It has that, you said it was this raw grape, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, kind of get that i'm not sure how i'm trying to put words to it but you know not not knowing how my not having my wine vocabulary uh, well developed yeah like you said a slight cloviness a bit of a um a bit of a vinous grapey mm-hmm. quality and and some sweetness is coming out there's almost no i hesitate to say this it doesn't smell like a wine i want i want to make that i, I hesitate to say this because Saying something has a vinegar character to it or something means it's been spoiled with acetic, but it has, almost has like a balsamic something going on. Do you get that at all? Yes, I do. Uh, but yeah, like, like you say, I wouldn't put that into the vinegary quality because it, it, it's more of a kind of overall grapey quality, but not red wine-ish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like in between. Okay. Sweeter, like more. You know what I would even put it in. I don't know if you've had this, but Manischewitz, which is the the okay. the, the um, it's a Jewish uh, sacramental wine, which is uh, extremely sweet. It's fortified with sugar and it's super sweet. Take a sip of this thing. The grapes we weren't smelling, you will definitely taste. I mean, it's grapey. It's acidic. It, it. I mean, it almost reminds you of like a, a purple, you know, a, you know, like a Welch's grape juice. For the, the very beginning of your sip, you're like, oh, I'm drinking Welch's grape juice. I'm drinking a very tart version of Welch's grape juice. If I'm drinking Welch's grape juice, it's got. It some, does get tartar, but yeah. like that first sip, as soon as it hits your tongue, it, you just taste sweet grapes and tang i tasted tart uh, i, I went tart- straight for like sour patch kids kind of okay. like whoa i got tart the second sip um hmm it's fruity i mean it almost so i just kegged off 10 gallons of apple cider from the fall it's been in the fermenter this entire time because i've been busy and so I had, I filled both kegs and I still had about a gallon and a half left over. So I just filled some jugs with them and I've been drinking it. And it has a very similar body to this. So the reason I bring that up is it has a kind of a cidery body or um, instead of being like a malt body, like a beer malt body, it actually has more of a fermented fruit body to it. Are you not getting the the sourness that I'm getting from this? I'm getting some, some, I'm getting some pretty, pretty hefty tang. I wouldn't go sour.
this there's lemon juice in this beer. I mean, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting real sour, okay, real. I mean, that sip reminded me a little bit more of you know like a Flanders or something like that, where you get some good acidity, starting to pucker up. Yeah, starting to salivate. I'm getting there. This to me, for, is, for some reason, I was tasting a lot more sweet than you did early on, and it's taken off that sweet to get me overpowered by the other. Maybe things. it's my nose; it's stuffed up, so I'm not getting as much sweetness as much as I'm getting the you know the big sour flavors. But I'm getting uh, a huge. <coughs> there, there, I got it. <laughs> Real big one of the one of the most sour beers I've had actually. Now that I think about it, it's among mm. them because it's got this real deep like you said like lemon sourness mm-hmm. to it um the, the the very first sip i took was i was almost puckering because i took a nice big sip and uh i'm genuinely surprised and it's a little bit overtaking some of the other flavors hmm. like i said before it has a Really light body, like almost like a fermented fruit, like a cider type body. Something you get from an apple cider, pear cider, something like that, which is interesting because typically you know when you use a lot, of, when you use barley, it leaves more body, more unfermentables in there. But there's pressed grapes in here, so yeah. it's yeah. So I mean, it seems like this is a big percentage, probably not a majority, but a big percentage fruit stuffs. And then, you know, just slightly more barley stuffs in there. It's just, it's a lot more fruit than you than you normally get in a beer. You know, the, the, I, that's how it's coming across to me. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd wager it's 25 to 30% grape juice. <laughs> Almost tastes like that, right? There's very little carbonation to speak of here. Uh... As as we expected, really, it, from the it, way I mean, it poured. It's there. It's a fine carbonation. It doesn't taste still or, you know, watery or flat. I was worried when I poured it that it was going to be that way. Like, oh, maybe the cap didn't seal good or something. There's It's a fine carbonation. It gives me enough. It doesn't leave me saying, oh, the beer's yeah. undercarbonated. It's, it's not even quite cask, but, there's, but it's, it's close. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's definitely some going on here, but it's it's shockingly little, and I think that's that's appropriate. Well, I mean, you, you got all the acidity from the grape juice, right? And the, and the fermentation, you wouldn't want to yeah, amplify the carbonic, that. right? Would, would you wouldn't want it. to amplify that with all the carbonic acid? That would even make it more sour on your palate. I'm starting to come around to the sourness and be not as... So that's interesting. You know, and I hate to think what Patrick was thinking, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, this beer is sour. We need to just put in enough carbonation so the beer doesn't taste still. Right. You know, just give it a little zip so it doesn't taste still, but doesn't contribute so it's too not much like a vinegar. So it doesn't contribute too much additional sourness to the beer. Yeah. Very interesting. We've had a, a trio of, of really interesting beers, and I'm not going to go ahead and say a trio of wild beers or anything like that because we haven't. It, they, they've been interesting. They have had, they've been qualitative in their successes and or misses. 
So I'm I'm curious as to what's coming next. All right. So yeah, like we said, the last beer was what we were planning on doing in the first beer because they thought it was the run of the mill autumn maple. But this is autumn maple 100% bread. Uh, it's an ale brewed with spices, yams, and maple syrup. Big, bold, spicy, oh so yummy, and now fermented exclusively with Brett. 10%? It says trick or treat on the side of the label here. I wonder if it's a uh, Halloween type release. Makes sense. So it's typically fermented with a traditional Belgian yeast strain. If it's fermented with Brett, then uh, that whole Belgian part goes right out the window, doesn't it? Yeah, they call it a uh, Belgian-style brown ale on the back of the label here. Can uh, age it for up to five years if cellared properly. Best stored at 55 degrees. Serving at 50. Pour carefully, leaving behind the sediment. 17 pounds of yams per barrel. Cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, vanilla, molasses, maple syrup. That's the kind of marketing I like on the back of the bottle. What I just read, right? I mean, uh-huh. it was all good. It was serving tips. Yeah, they were serving, all tips serving tips and regular information, not like this is good. Blah 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 blah. blah. Cellaring tips and serving tips. That is what I want to see. You know, with yeast, without yeast, they answer that question too. Mm-hmm. Ten percent alcohol by volume, twenty-five IBUs, fifteen on the SRM scale, which is in the darker red or, or darker orange. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lighter brown in there. You know, we're looking more like iced tea instead of cola. It's cloudy. No, none of Greg Freckles are showing through this one. It's a fall release. So, we talked about when we had the last maple beer, how I couldn't pick out what the maple was, right? <laughs> and I smell this beer, and I smell a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> Some of the things that I called smoky, and this doesn't tell us there's any smoked grains in this beer. I'm you were smelling just, a lot of the same You thing. were smelling as so, smoke, but it's maple. Yeah, I mean, some of it. You know, there's definitely still smoke in that first beer. But uh, I'm smelling a lot of what I would have said, oh, that's interesting smoke flavor or aroma. It's time for a chemical analysis, Jeff. Let's take a look at the different chemicals. <laughs> I imagine they both have those, you know, aromatic benzene rings, and uh, then it's just a matter of what extra stuff is on top of them, sugars and, and whatever. A little bit of clove in the aroma. Mostly sweet, um, kind of a cane sugary sweet. There might just be a little little speck of, of, of leathery in the aroma, but if I wasn't looking for breath, I don't think I'd smell it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So autumn maples is supposed to be their different take on the pumpkin style. Instead of using pumpkin, they use yams. That's a very creamy mouthfeel. Like, I took the first sip, and 
I'm having a tough time because I'm still tasting the 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 sour. I'm still trying to get that out of my mouth, and so it, it's it's competing a bit. And I'm not sure whether the Brett character is coming through because of that. This is interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm not. You know, the Brett isn't standing out saying, "Hey, I'm I'm wild. I'm Brett. Look at me." It, it, it's just playing its role, and it, it's a pretty sweet beer. It actually has this um, soda type flavor to it. Like, um, give it another sip. Let it. Let it swim around in your tongue a bit. I think you'll you'll detect the Brett if you just give it some time to sort of swirl around there. Um, because what the Brett does is it gives it a bit of a um, you know a bit of an extra earthiness, a bit of a of a mushroomy sort of quality. I do get a little mushroomy now that you say that. The maple helps liven up the bread helps bring it uh, beyond you know helps bring it past the leathery point into this <coughs> more kind of mushroomy area the the uh, the yams in this beer doesn't necessarily taste like yams but something about the mouthfeel when I drink it reminds me of you know some kind of like sweet potato casserole or something it's just like it just takes it it harkens of the day it takes me back to a sweet potato casserole for some reason but i don't think it necessarily tastes just like it It, it's something something mouthfeel about it i don't know it's weird I don't know if it's flight that contribute that is contributing to this or not but i just had a taste that tasted almost exactly like Robitussin, like a, a real cough syrup kind of flavor. Hmm. No, I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm not getting anything too... Uh... My second sip, I had some kind of um, chalky uh, astringency hanging around, but now I'm not getting that. Or maybe I'm just not letting it linger enough, and I'm just sipping, sipping, sipping. Uh, but I really I really like the mouthfeel flavor taste on this one. It's... Now, to me, the Brett's a mistake. The Brett is adding this uh, this off quality that gives it this sort of medicine-y taste to it, and I'm not appreciating it. Hmm. It's giving it this thickness that I don't like. It's giving it this sort of coating that 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 brings brings back memories of you know drinking you know those awful cough syrups and things like that I'm looking at anything that reminds me of awful cough syrup but uh I guess it's time to uh rank these uh I guess it is puppies ain't ain't it this is a this is a tougher show than 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 most shows Primarily, because it's sort of the opposite of the of of our problem with ranking in most shows. In that, too many awesome beers. Yeah, the, the most of our problem in ranking is yeah, too many. It's awesome heavy beers. at the top end. This is heavy in the middle. Yeah, this this is sort of nothing stood out. Nothing jumped up at us. Said, mm, "This is incredible." So, where do we go from here, Jeff? You're up, you're up. Okay, up. so I'm going to. I'd like to ponder it a little bit here. Without causing too much dead air. Um, it, 
it, it's interesting. It really is heavy in the middle. Um, none of them were amazing. They were all very good. They were all good to very good. And I like them all pretty much the same. You know, it's hard for me to pick a winner. But I will. I, I will put the um, the Troy Pool of Francais. The th- uh, three turtle doves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um as my favorite beer. Um, but I did, I thought it was, you know, there was more sweetness. Greg thought it was exceedingly sour. I enjoyed the progression drinking that one. Uh, number two gets really tough. I, I'm having a toss up between the Run BMC and the Autumn Maple Brett. I'm gonna have to put the Run BMC two, the Autumn Maple three, and the, uh, the smoked maple syrup oak beer, the Acer Quercus, Quercus, on uh, third and fourth place, close fourth. Any reasons? Um, I I enjoyed that that whole mouthfeel of the autumn maple made it a lot more drinkable, um, you know, than than the uh, that smoked beer where we just had a little bit and. You know, it was interesting, fascinating, but it really wasn't all that drinkable. Okay. Well, uh, long-time listeners of the show know that I'm a sour beer freak, so they would not be surprised to learn that the Tropeau Francais is, is probably is number one on my list. I I enjoy sour beers. It was pretty sour. Uh, strong sourness to it, and um, not even... Super beer like in a way, yeah. just because of you know what was coming through. But uh, I you know I still did enjoy it, and I think it was the one I enjoyed the most. I, I would say, uh, like you, the Run BMC is next on my list. I, I think that um, it it was you know sort of poking fun, but at the same time a really really drinkable beer, mm-hmm. and uh, probably would go really well with with camp you know with the food with grilled food. Um, I can't you know I. I I, I can't really say anything bad about it. I think it was very, very well done and very well produced. It doesn't have any of the corny qualities that you get from, you know, a Pilsner, mm-hmm. um, from a cheap American Pilsner that you might expect. Uh, my next has to be Acer uh, Quercus. Um, primarily because, and, and you know, like I said, there there were some oak issues and there was this little bit overpowering. You know, it, it, I, I sort of figured it out after a while. But I cannot, with good conscience, recommend a beer that tasted like Robitussin to me in any place but last. And so that means the Autumn Maple Brett uh, goes last. Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. Um, Let's wrap this puppy up. Keep it tight. (laughs) All right. Keep it nice and tight like the Brazilian butt lift workout, which we can talk about in the post show. And... uh, We'll see you there. Don't want to hear about this or watch this? You want to hear about it. Okay. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. 